Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 548. Suddenly, so many things made sense. Of course Tempe wouldn't look at me in the eye. There was nothing to be gained by looking at the face of the person you were talking to. You listened to the voice, but you watched the hand. I spent the next several hours attempting to learn the basics but it was maddeningly difficult. Words are fairly simple things. You can point to a stone. You can act out running or jumping. But have you ever tried to pantomime compliance? Respect? Sarcasm? I doubt even my father could have accomplished such a thing. Because of this, my progress was frustratingly slow, but I couldn't help but be fascinated. It was like suddenly being given a second tongue. And it was a secret thing, of sorts. I have always had a weakness for secrets. It took three hours to learn a handful of gestures, if you'll pardon the pun. My progress felt glacial, but when I finally learned the hand speak for understatement, I felt a glow of pride that can barely be described. I think Tempe felt it too. Good, he said, with a flattening of the hand, I was fairly certain indicated approval. He rolled his shoulders and got to his feet, stretching. He glanced at the sun through the branches overhead. Food now? Soon. There was one question that had been bothering me. Tempe, why make all this work? I asked. A smile is easy. Why smile with your hands? With hands is easy, too. Better. More. He made a slightly modified version of the shirt-brushing gesture he'd used earlier. Not disgust. Irritation? What is the word... For people living together. Roads. Right things. He ran his thumb along his collarbone. Was that frustration? What is word for good together living? Nobody... (laughs) What is word for good together living? Nobody shits in the well. I laughed. Civilization? He nodded, splaying his fingers. Amusement. Yes, he said, speaking with hands is civilization. But smiling is natural, I protested. Everyone smiles. Natural is not civilization, Tempe said. Cooking meat is civilization. Washing off stink is civilization. So in Edemra, you always smile with hands? I wished I knew the gesture for dismay. No, smiling with face, good with family. Good with some friends. Why only family? Tempe repeated his thumb-on-collarbone gesture again. When you make this, he presented his palm to the side of his face and blew air into it, making a great flatulent noise. That is natural, but you do not make it near others. 
rude. With family, he shrugged amusement. Civilization, not important. More natural with family. And that's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. And Tempe is smart. This is a great metaphor because, you know, it's like farting. The reason Adam don't smile with their faces is that it's like boorish and it's totally understandable. And Tempe has done a great job explaining it. He's also like funny. He's <laughs> the nobody shits in the well is really funny. It's very funny. Tempe's I agree. Getting, <laughs> yeah. I think Tempe is getting more comfortable as Kvothe has like signaled that he's willing to learn and Tempe's not feeling quite so quite so left out. It makes me wonder if Tempe has a larger role in the story because Tempe sort of vanishes from the book once Kvothe actually arrives in Ademra. Um, so I wonder if, you know, Kvothe made a great friend here, or at least it seems that way. And it makes me wonder if he's got another part to play or if it was just the introductory Adem. Well, my my theory about what's going to happen in book three is that all of Kvothe's friends are going to come back and they're going to have a big celebration at the at the Waystone and everyone's going to get along and it'll be delightful. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably what's going to happen. Okay, I, I do hope that that happens in the same way that I enjoyed the Citadel DLC of Mass Effect. I truly want all of Quoth's friends to just like hang out and chill. But I also, I agree, Nick, like Tempe feels as important a friend to Quoth and or becomes as important a friend to Quoth as like Will and Simar, I think. And I would be surprised if he didn't make an appearance at Doors of Stone in some capacity. As Tempe is teaching us what the ADEM consider civilization and what they consider like rude. We're like getting a, a glimpse into the social and cultural aspect of ADEM society. It's like good world building because it doesn't feel uh, obtrusive because Quoth is learning it along with him. But Rothfuss is also, he's doing something really clever that I appreciate in that on this page, he's showing us how Quoth is trying to figure out what all the what all the hand signals mean. And now he has like sort of a basic understanding and he can use that basic understanding to try and interpret the, the gestures that he doesn't know. And Rothfuss is teaching us the reader because first he has him say, not disgust, irritation. He ran his thumb along his collarbone. Was that frustration? Irritation and frustration are italicized to sort of show us the reader. Like that's the emotion that quote thinks the Tempe is trying to signal. And then when Quoth is sure that Tempe is signaling a particular affect or context, he nodded, splaying his fingers. Amusement. That's italicized. And then later on in the book, when Quoth is having conversations with Tempe and other uh, Ademic speakers, he can just have an italicized word that conveys the context or the nuance or the subtlety of what the character is saying. It's a really neat trick that that gives those scenes a real emotional texture that without having to describe the nuances of somebody's body language uh which i find very compelling mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point this is like the onboarding to that that writing tactic that appears later on mm-hmm. very clever and it's also just a good example of like showing of showing not telling Quoth learning a thing, right? And like figuring out a thing and, and being during this whole conversation with Tempe, part of his mind is just focused on his hunger for knowledge and his desire to learn. Like that's one of his defining character traits, I would say, uh, is that 
He he loves to learn new things, and he loves to learn, as he says, secret things. He loves secrets. He has a weakness okay, who for secrets. Doesn't love secrets though. Well, you know what? That's fair. But I don't think I go out of my way to learn secrets in the way that Cloth does. Or I would have become like a, you know, a a CSIS agent or something. Okay, fine. There are people who like secrets more than other people, but I think everyone likes secrets. Oh, yes. Everyone likes secrets. Secrets are like surprises that are small. Or very big. Or very big, but not seemingly so. They're unseemingly big. Unseemingly big. I don't know. Words are hard. (laughs) Just ask Tempe. (laughs) we have a letter today from brad who writes on the nowhere crew plus a suggestion hi pagers i was recently starting up a new read through and it struck me listening to the first chapter that the conversation between shep graham jake and cobb reminded me of the sort of conversations i hear so often on your podcast the group Uh is arguing about the details of the story about taberlin much in the same way the fandom at large argues over the details of the series Opening up the story in this way tells me that Rothfuss is trying to create a story that engenders this discussion, which makes me think he's going to leave a lot of questions unanswered at the end of the series, because otherwise, what would we have to argue about? Also, I thought of a fun suggestion you may want to use, perhaps for a patron episode. Jordana always makes a point to discuss chapter names, so I wonder how much you all have retained. The game would be to give the host a random chapter name, and if you can accurately describe what happens in that chapter, you get a point. This could be organized by having one of the hosts give the prompt and have the answers... Happy to have the podcast back in my daily routine. Signed, Brad. I love that idea. We'll do it. Oh, man. I'm going to be so bad at that game. I don't even know what chapter. The, like, I, I can't remember a single chapter title. What like? Well, no. Of course, when you're on the spot, you can't, right? The minute someone puts you on the spot, you're like, uh, 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 I don't know. I mean, the fact that none of those chapter names spring to mind is like being indelibly associated with the chapter thereof kind of tells me that maybe they don't mean anything. No. <laughs> well, no, fair enough. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're okay, we're going to have to do the <laughs> challenge to find out if that's so. And as for mm. the other stuff you wrote, Brad, I uh, I think you're on to something. I'm sure that Rothfuss uh, wants people to have this kind of argument. It's the kind of arguments I'm sure he has about, you know, like Game of Thrones or Sandman or any any rich text where there's a lot to decipher. Um, maybe he wasn't his goal when he went into it to have people arguing over a podcast that lasts forever. But I'm sure it was, you know, it, it's part of how he or people like us like to uh, engage with our media. And this actually opens up something else I've been thinking about recently, which is like, you know, when there's like a subreddit for something, that's a way of engaging with that content, even when you're not when you're not doing it and so like this kind and like this podcast this is a way of engaging with king killer even if we're not actively reading it we're an extension of king killer in that way and listeners to our show and us as we record it are engaging with flexing our love of this this i'm I'm gonna say content even though it's a cursed word this this intellectual property (laughs) this media this media copyright claim yes and so that all that is to say that um Shep Graham, Jake and Cobb in the Waystone as they they are engaging with their stories in much the same way. It's part of a time honored tradition. It's just that, you know, capitalism has crept into the corners and taken away the joy of of just chatting with your friends about something. And now it has to be your side hustle. So uh, join us on the Patreon, won't you? If you want to (laughs) 
to listen to yeah. the chapter title challenge, uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month and get access to all of our back issue episodes as well as uh, help to keep the lights on because as capitalism has crept into every facet of life, there is no joy in doing a thing for the joy of itself anymore. Now uh, everything has to be uh, for profit. Gotta get on that grind set, people. We, I mean, we do provide the regular episodes of the podcast sans capitalism. That's true, Jordana. I appreciate your girl bossing. <laughs> Uh, I want I want our listeners to feel guilty for every minute they listen to us for free without contributing to our Patreon. Uh, you're taking it's money theft. out of my People, cat's it's, mouth. Yeah, it's theft. You're stealing from us if you're listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> we are terrible. Listeners, if you want to write in and tell us how terrible we are, you can do so at uh, pagethewind.gmail.com. And we will be back with more insults, <laughs> more direct personal insults to you, the listener, on tomorrow's episode of Page of the, the Wind. Wind.